The most common flow state on Earth is reading, period. So reading is the most common flow state on Earth. And let me give, let me take it a second one because this is even crazier. Is it going to the bathroom? It, no, it is, but a <laughs> good flow example. People say, like I meet people at, you know, at airports, they're like, oh yeah, I'm the executive director of the Flow Research Collective. We're obviously an organization of plumbers. <laughs> so, okay, bad joke aside, the second most common flow state on Earth, and this is early research, I don't know if it's still true, so there's two versions of flow. There's individual flow, me in a flow state, you in a flow state, or this group flow. It's a shared collective version of flow state. It could be interpersonal flow, two people lost in a great conversation, group flow, team flow, fourth quarter comeback in basketball or football, or a great rock concert, the band just totally comes together, or communitas. This is flow at scale. It's huge. When you go to a rock concert and it emerges with the music and you're all clapping and sync and all that's communitas, right? It's flow at scale. So the most common besides reading is interpersonal flow to middle managers in an office environment, having a conversation at work. They get so sucked into the conversation that a couple hours go by. So neither of those examples, as you can imagine, involve artists or athletes. And it was so hard until we got a language around, until we got all the neurobiology, until all this stuff came up. You know, it was flow of mystical experience was, I mean, that was the first question I looked at in my very first book on flow. I was talking to surfers and they kept saying, yeah, every time I'm in a tube, I become one with the ocean. I just one with the ocean, which like that just sounds like a wild ass mystical experience. And today we can talk about these things out loud. Go back to the 80s and 90s and try talking about like among serious people, right? You're just going to get laughed out of the room. But Dr. Andrew Newberg, my first mentor, had just done the very first brain imaging to image Tibetan Buddhists and Franciscan nuns during ecstatic meditation when they felt and the nuns would feel one with Jesus' love and the Buddhists were one with the universe. And I called him because I saw his research. I read his research and I was like, dude. Am I, what we're seeing with the surfers in this like state that I think we're calling flow, is that the same thing is going on? And he, to his amazing credit, said, well, I don't know, but it sure sounds similar. So let's find out together. And that was my sort of gateway. It wasn't just that I was curious about this and I was working on this stuff. It was that one of the best neuroscientists in the world said, I don't know, but that's a good question and let, I'll, I'll help you figure it out. And th so that was sort of how all this started. Like I've spent my career around the quote unquote the most exceptional and extraordinary people, people who've done the impossible, right? That was my focus is how did it happen? Flow is always part of the equation. So I've met all these people who have done the extraordinary. None of them, not any of them started out extraordinary. Started out like you and me. They're average people. What they figured out is how their biology worked and they did it over and over and over and over again. And I will across the boards, across the boards, this is true with Every everybody I've met, and I, I say that I went out of my way for three and a half decades to meet the most extraordinary people on the planet. It was my job. 